steal at center as Eichel lifted a stick. The free puck to Petrangelo in his own zone. Stretch pass. Eichel is in with a cutter. Third man Martinez scores! Alec Martinez, 3-1 Golden Knights. Nobody is ever satisfied with one, so we're back for a second hour of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Bennett looking cross ice, Stone intercepts. This time he sends it down. It'll walk ball and go into the goal. It's a hat trick. Mark Stone, the captain, makes it 8-3 Golden Knights with six minutes to go in the third period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com, here is Ryan Wallace. Sticks down, drop the puck. Here we go, hour number two of the VGK Insider Show, rolling along here on a Thursday. Ryan Wallace, Lindsey Brown, Chris Chapman, hanging out for the next hour. Having some fun in hour number one, Chapman and Lindsay, they open the show talking about music, talking about spending a lot of time on your debut album, and then all the pressure in the world starts to mount. That's the Golden Knights. That's the analogy for Vegas. They win a Stanley Cup, a shortened offseason, and now the expectations of trying to deliver again for not just the city of Las Vegas, but also for themselves and, and the, the organization. But before we get into... A really fun segment. Um, I, I I can't help but notice, like you guys hang out a lot, right? And that's fine. More recently, but you hang out a lot on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hang out a lot on Saturdays. Like, what what's that about? Yeah, we have a, a new show called. Well, it's not really a new show. It's new where we're involved it's a new with show it. For yeah. us. Let's say yeah. it's a revamped version of Throw the Flag, <laughs> a reimagined version of Throw the Flag. But it's live each and every Saturday morning, nine to eleven a.m. inside the Golden Circle Sportsbook inside Treasure Island. There's a lot of reasons besides Chris Chapman and I for you guys to come down there. They got free parking on the Strip. I mean, that, that, that sells itself. I mean, you can go do other best. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it gives you an access point. they got 24-hour kiosks if you're trying to make, get those betting slips uh, for your Vegas Golden Knights to repeat as champions. they got great food and drink mm-hmm. specials. And, man, the, the Golden Circle Sportsbook, it's popping in the morning. they got tons yeah, of TVs. Yes. There, there's at, One's a different vantage point. Another very underrated uh, aspect of the Golden Circle Sportsbook, they have a variety of tables. you got your short ones. you got your high tops. you got the you got chairs with uh, with armrests. you got ones without it. Like, you whatever do, you, you need. You can, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. Which, by the way, there's a mm-hmm. boat literally right next to it. Correct, because we're at TI. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking of, of the... The Yacht Club. The Yacht Club. Yeah, which, that's which, not open usually by the... No, after but, we get done with our show. I got I to gotta hit that place up because it looks pretty a little seafood restaurant yeah. but um my my favorite aspect is all the memorabilia yeah. on the walls mm-hmm. and one of the things that i have been focused on since week one has has been they have like the old like horse derby that oh, where like the horses are running but <laughs> they have like an area that's yep. dedicated to like horse racing and they have this mm-hmm. super cool picture on the wall with two jockeys autographed and it's got like pictures of them on all these famous horses, and one of them we are, are yet to figure out who it is. Yeah. But I figured out the other one was Willie Shoemaker, who was maybe the greatest jockey of all time, and he went 31 years between Kentucky Derby wins. We we we, we looked it up. That's last wild week. to me. Like he won in the 1950s, and then he won again in the 1980s. Like. Imagine your career lasting 31 years and you win the pinnacle of your sport 31 years apart. Yeah. Like that's that's pretty incredible. You love short kings with a need for speed. I I am all and and speaking of need for speed, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago they had a a Formula 1 
Pit Challenge sponsored by Red yeah. Bull. Oh, the, and the And Lindsay, Lindsay oh, does the best the impression of the air gun that changes tires in F1. Is this my moment? This I is your moment to shine. <laughs> like, how good is that? Wow. Life's it sounds like the real thing. Like right there. Yeah, right? No, you feel like I feel like cars. I'm right there. <laughs> like, Ryan, yeah, Ryan does a Mike Babcock. Oh, boy. A Gary Bettman. Yeah. Lindsay does the so air tire. Yeah, what do you say? I don't do, do anything. Show me your pictures. That's what, that, Do your impression with Babcock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, Boone. Hey, he's a good player. Hey, he's a good player. <laughs> that's it. Like three words, right? <laughs> that's, that's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. And he's, there's, standing, there's nothing he's else scanning the room, making no eye contact yeah. with anyone because we're beneath him. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. Hey, he's a good player. That's it. <laughs> That's all it is. That's that's Mike Babcock. So tune in. I'm, I'm not. I I'm taking a break from the Gary Bettman um, <laughs> impersonation. I just I feel like that's probably not the direction I need to go on this show. Uh, but the Mike Babcock one, it, it'll live on forever. I'll I'll always do it. Um, you know, sometimes I'll go with. Uh, you got to start the game on time. <laughs> show up on time. He's a good player. That's it. That's all it is. That's all it is. But you're right. Like the the lack of eye contact is key. Absolutely. Right? Like that's that's really what it all boils down to when it comes to Mike Babcock. You can't see me, unfortunately, but there's no eye count, eye contact happening. I'm scanning the room as Lindsay said. I'm looking at everybody but the people that I'm speaking to. Yeah. And then I'm giving uh as as colorful a comment as, as Mike Babcock can. Yeah. That's the the, the worst part of his day is trying to explain things to people, <laughs> literally. He hates it. He's he like, well, anti you know, Best of luck, Columbus. They've had a, they've had a tough goal. Like, Boone Jenner's had to play for torts, and now Mike Babcock. I'd be like, I don't I'd like, like the way he does business. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him. I don't like him. Don't even go there with him. It's my favorite. <laughs> I I'm a big John Tortorella guy, like, yeah. and pants, it's it's been more. Juking, he was doing everything. So uh, enough. <laughs> enough. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I you missed like the best him. part like of the that. way he does business. Talked about a guy. Uh, no, I. You know what no, it is. I, I don't I, know if Lindsay. Okay. I, I, I don't. Chapman, Chapman. I don't miss. I don't miss that. That j- like okay. Every time I'm on the sh- I'm on the press box with with Tyler and Ed, like that's my intro. Is it really? my intro? Is John Tortorella stuff? Yeah. hundred oh, percent. Because like everybody him. knows how I feel about John Tortorella. Yeah, why are you so obsessed with him? Torts. Um, I don't know. I like it. it, it, it Initially, I didn't like Torts at all. But then, like the Pierre Luc Dubois stuff happened, and I was like, "No, Torts is actually right about this." <laughs> yeah. So, and well, that's and a like tough he guy likes to be dogs. wrong about. So there's that. Exactly, exactly. And we'll we'll get to that perhaps right well, now oh, yeah, we as will. we take a look around the league at three players each of us feel has a um, lot to prove. Maybe the most to prove going into this is Patrick Line really one of them for you, Chad? No, no, no. no. I just I just need okay. an excuse to play. Um, okay. <laughs> you never need an excuse to play. One of the best dressed individuals in this league. <laughs> oh boy. He dresses like Off the a, rails. Like, like like the yeah. bad guy out of like a 1980s. He dresses like, like a cartoon. traffic cone that got electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> the sunglasses so, are the best part. Like he yeah. comes walking in like Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah. All right, Ryan, give me your <laughs> first player. Give me your first player that you think has the most to prove this season, Ryan. Okay, all right, so that's what we're doing. Most approved this year. I'm starting right off the bat with one that, you know, maybe isn't necessarily fair, but I don't care. It's my list. I can do whatever I want. Mm. It's Connor Bedard. It's Connor Bedard. And it's not just because he's the number one overall pick. It's not just because of everything we've heard about Connor Bedard, how he 
is is similar in, in how he skates to Connor McDavid, how his shot is is close in in proximity to Austin Matthews, those things. For me, it's it's Bedard and what the expectation actually needs to be for him. Right, because like mm-hmm. I go into this season and I'm starting to he- you hear comparisons to Connor McDavid. You hear about how he's the best prospect since McDavid and Crosby and Ovechkin, and you start to think about those players and their rookie seasons. McDavid was on pace for 85 points in 82 games in his rookie season. Okay, that's fair. McDavid had some things to work on, but still the the offensive skill was there. 85 points, point a game player. Is that where Bedard should be? But then you start to think about Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. Both of those guys topped 100 points in their rookie seasons. It's not like Crosby had a ton around him in Pittsburgh, and it's certainly not like Ovechkin had a ton around him in Washington, yet both of those guys were able to hit on 100 points. I see a lot of prognostications when it comes to Bedard around 60 or 70 points, and my thought is... Doesn't that feel low Yes. for a guy that's been talked about, that's been hyped up as much as Connor Bedard has when you talk about all the skills that he has? So for me, I'm looking at it, Connor Bedard has the most to prove because I think the expectations that we have for him, if he is who he says he is or who everyone claims him to be, should be shattered if we're talking about 60 or 70 points. I think he should be a point-of-game guy, if not more, and I know Chicago's bad. Like, I get it, believe me, but the simple fact is, if we're starting to talk about Connor Bedard the same way we talk about Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby, 60 to 70 points seems like a letdown to me. Yeah, I really like the examples you brought up of of Crosby and and Ovechkin, and let's be honest, like, that was a different NHL than what we're playing in now, Mm -hmm. too. Like, offense is up, and so I, I think that total is low because of the lack of people around him and people just have no trust in Chicago, but he's gonna be out there for every single situation and then some, and so I wouldn't be surprised if he tops it, but he's gotta stay healthy, and you know, he's a young guy, and a lot of people are going to be out there taking a run at him. So we'll see how, how it goes for him. My first player, speaking of Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, this guy, <laughs> this guy, the, the Kings are fascinating to me this year because they've obviously yeah. accumulated a lot of talent in the last couple of offseasons. They've kind of circumnavigated away from those top-level prospects that they were able to draft because they were so garbage for those handful of years because they go out and get Philip Deneau. That's a shot directly across the bow to Mark Stone. And you still have Anze Kopitar. Now you bring in Pierre-Luc Dubois, who has somehow finagled himself out of two teams by the age of 25. He's not happy anywhere, and so I hope that he's happy on the Mm. beach because there's so much riding (laughs) on his success with this team because they've paid him big-time money. At least he's available Mm. for most games. Like, he's not really an injury guy. But when he was here during the playoffs, freaking ghost out there. Absolute ghost. And when you're a guy like Pierre-Luc Dubois, third overall pick, you're supposed to be the one that stirs the drink. You're supposed to be the the catalyst that gets things done, even if your team isn't necessarily rowing all at the same time. And he hasn't proven, to me at least, that he can be that player. Now, he doesn't necessarily have to be that player in L.A., but between him and Kevin Fiala, like, you want to talk about people who take stupid penalties and put their teams in really (laughs) bad positions? These two guys could be on the same line. Like, it it could be an absolute disaster if things start to spin out out there and they're not able to uh, live up to expectations because they're supposed to be taking a step. They're supposed to be winning a first-round series, and so they got to play better in the regular season so they don't put themselves in position to run into the Edmonton Oilers or the Vegas Golden Knights in the first round. Now, you, you mentioned Dubois in the postseason, and mm-hmm. you're right on the money. He was great in one game against Vegas. And it was the game that Winnipeg won, and he was engaged, and he was doing all the little things, and he was playing defense, and he was hitting, he was in the corners, he was making plays, and then it got hard, and he didn't want to. Exactly. Like, to me, the Los Angeles Kings 
when it comes to Pierre-Luc Dubois, it, it depends on how much he wants to. That's really what it is. And like that's that's how LA's season is going to ne- to pretty much be defined this year. Does Pierre-Luc Dubois want to? I mean, he's got a lot of he's got a million reasons, millions and millions of reasons why he should want to, but that's also guaranteed money. So, yep. time will tell. Chap- Chapman, you got a player? I do. Yeah, I'm going to keep it in the Pacific Division. Okay. I'm going to head okay. to the Pacific Northwest. Or, oh, oh, you might take one of mine if you're going down the road. Well, oh boy. I I don't know if we're go- if we're going in the same direction, mm-hmm. but Yesterday, you and I did the next step Olympics, Ryan. Well, there's mm-hmm. a particular player for the Seattle Kraken who I am expecting to take the next step, and that's mm-hmm. Matty Beniers. Mm-hmm. 57 points as a rookie, wins the Calder Trophy, helps the Seattle Kraken make the playoffs in their second season in the league. They win a series, and they almost get to the Western Conference Final. I'm expecting Seattle to be in the hunt again, but the division's mm-hmm. better. There's going to be competition. I don't know if Seattle has surpassed Edmonton or L.A., but the potential is there for them to maybe finish third, second. Can they give Edmonton and Vegas a run for the top spot? If they're going to take that next step, they need Matty Beniers mm-hmm. to take the next step. Now, he's you, you look at what happened with that team, that top line. You had Jared McCann uh-huh. smash. His career highs last season. He had 70 points. He was was unbelievable. Can he do it again? I think in order for him to do it again, you need Matty Beniers to take that next step. And I feel like he's a guy, he's only 20. Like, like, it's crazy to say that a 20-year-old is coming into a season with something to prove when he won the Calder Trophy last year. But that's a team that has high expectations coming into the season. And if Matty Beniers does not come out and have a next step to what he did in his rookie season. I don't for, I don't foresee the Kraken being a team that pushes Vegas or Edmonton. Don't sleep on Shane Wright either. I was like, just going to say he, that's a big part of it too. He, you want to talk <laughs> about somebody that I feel like has something to prove or feels like he's got something to prove? I like that. It's it's Shane Wright. And and that would be probably my my pick out of Seattle. Um just because of what happened at the draft, uh, the famous stare down to the Montreal Canadiens, all of that stuff. Um, to me, it, it's Shane Wright. Uh, but I, I'm with you on Matty Beneers. Like he's going to be a key cog if Seattle is isn't going to take a a big step back from what they were able to do last year. Um, my second player is not going to be a surprise to anybody that's followed me for any amount of time. It's Jonathan Huberto. Like you, you are linked. Forever to Matthew Kachuk. And I feel bad for you. I genuinely do. Matthew Kachuk, he goes to Florida. He's a 100-point player. The Florida Panthers go to the Stanley Cup final. Matthew Kachuk is heroic in so many different ways. He single-handedly swept. Okay, hold on. He didn't actually sweep Carolina because Rod Brindamore was there, and it didn't happen. But Matthew Kachuk was amazing. And Jonathan Huberdo is always going to be linked to him. Huberdo's Eight-year, $10.5 million AAV contract kicks in this season. He's 30 years old, and he's coming off of a 55-point year with the Calgary Flames. 55. And if you wonder why that's bad, well, the year prior he scored 115 with like 73,000 secondary assists. Like, is Jonathan Huberto good? Yes. Yes. Is Jonathan Huberdeau $10.5 million good for the Calgary Flames? No. 
I don't think so. And if he can get back to some semblance of point-a-game type situation, then I think Calgary will be okay. But he's a big, big point of, of contention for me as to why I don't believe in the Calgary Flames. I could pick like four players off the Flames. But at least now, I think this year, they'll put him on his natural side instead of playing him on his, on his mm. off wing and then making him play a style of game that's not conducive to how he actually plays. But there's a there, Calgary's down and out, especially after uh, people were expecting them to m- maybe make some noise last season. And it was so bad. I would say Markstrom's up there, but he's not going to be the person that I pick. But Huberto's, I, I think, a really good choice. Ryan. My next, we're going to stay in the Pacific Northwest. We're going to stay in the Pacific Division. <laughs> there's a lot of people rising, right? There's a lot of people that have been expected to take a step for a while and some people that may feel a little bit slighted in uh, recent news. Elias Pettersson is walking into a contract season. Quinn Hughes was just handed the captaincy of the Vancouver Canucks, which I totally support. But this is a Calder Trophy winner. This is a team that has been putting it nicely, disheveled for the past two or three seasons. And he he sometimes sometimes is amazing. And sometimes you don't even know that he's out there. And sometimes it's because people are allowed to tee off on him. I know that earlier in his career, a lot of people would take liberties, a lot of slashing, and the league has taken steps to probably protect guys like him. But he needs to show that consistency. There needs to be some improvement on the Vancouver Canucks. And I know that their instability isn't all on the players because we know about the coaching changes. We know how the front office is a gong show as well. But that's where you have to simplify. You have to become that leadership group because I'm guessing he's going to have a letter. You have to be able to simplify your game and start leading yourself out of this darkness a little bit. They're they're like the Buffalo Sabers for me about two years ago, where they have mm-hmm. a, they have to set a foundation down so they can compete in the next three to four seasons as they get more talent bubbling up. But he might be he might be peace out Girl Scout at the end of this year, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. whether that he's trying to make sure that he establishes himself long term in Vancouver, or he's trying to make sure he has a contract year so he can get that big money elsewhere. It's a big time year for him to step up as a mature player in this league. That's a really interesting um, comparison to Buffalo because what did what did the Buffalo Sabers do? They Made moved the big Jack trade. Eichel. They yep. got they got pieces, and now they're a better team for it, and it's worked out for everybody. It might be the same situation for Elias Patterson. Maybe they can that's, trade that's him. A, Maybe they can trade him. Yeah, I mean, Eichel had many years left on his deal, but if it's an expiring, there's a yeah. team that wants to be first in line before he gets to the UFTA, or maybe they can sign him yeah. to a sign and trade. Who knows? And there's there's been big big trades that have happened and it's worked out. We just mentioned Matthew Kachuk, like that worked out so well for the Florida Panthers. Maybe that's a, a, an avenue that the Vancouver Canucks go down with Pedersen Chapman. All right. Well, I'm gonna go all the way to the Eastern Seaboard, to Newark, okay. New Jersey. Oh boy. Okay. Well, where do you think I'm going? Of course, you're going to Prudential, right? Is I'm that Prudential where they play? Center. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now there was a player. I'm not concerned about Dawson Mercer. I'm not concerned about. Jack Hughes. Okay. I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about the guy that they signed to a huge contract. Yeah. In the off season, they traded away a bunch of prospects mm. for Timo <laughs> Meyer. <laughs> he signed this massive eight-year, seventy million dollar contract, mm-hmm. and he disappeared in the playoffs. I understand it's, they it's signed still him. Still not as bad as Huberdeau's contract. No, no, no. But go on. This is a guy who <laughs> the Devils brought in to help them become a Stanley Cup contender. And he was AWOL in the playoffs. He had four points, two goals, two assists in the Devils' playoff run. I don't think he had a goal or an assist in the first-round series against the Rangers. Which is crazy because they were scoring everywhere. And the, 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 the took a big hit, too. The, the, the thing I have is he doesn't have a ton of playoff experience. But when he was with the Sharks, he wasn't expected to be the guy. 
Mm-hmm. Joe Pavelski was there. Tomas Hurdle always seemed to step up. Even Evander Kane, to some extent, was a factor for the Sharks in the playoffs. Timo Meyer, you signed a huge, huge contract to stay with the Devils, who gave up a ton of prospects to acquire you. Mm-hmm. You've got to you've got to prove that you are worth nearly nine million dollars a season for the Devils. I, well, I hold think on, it, it's hold pretty on, simple. On. Let me let me ask you this: Does he have to be? Does he have to prove that he's that guy in the regular season? Because well, I think that his his track record will tell you that he's worth the money in the regular season. What I think you want from him is he's got to prove that he can win, that he could do stuff do something in the playoffs. Well, I think it's twofold because his numbers he actually had ten less points last season than he had the season before. So his career high in points is seventy six. He had sixty six last year. To prove that you are worth eight point eight million dollars a season. I feel like you got to have more than six than sixty six points if you're Timo Meyer and you're a key factor for the New Jersey Devils. I think they need more than just sixty six points, and they definitely need more than what they got from him in the playoffs. I think there's a couple of things working in his favor. Number one, he's got the off season. He knows what his situation is going to be instead of all the uncertainty that was kind of surrounding him in San Jose. Second, he was playing with the San Jose Sharks. And third, when you move in the middle of the season. Uh, it takes a while. It takes a minute to like really get settled in. So now that I think he's settled, I think you're going to see the best out of Timo Meyer in the regular season. And you're playing with Jack Hughes. Like no one's going to look bad playing alongside Jack Hughes. He's that good. Well, that's fine. You got to prove you're worth okay. that money. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good. Um, my third. My third player uh, is William Nylander. Oh, and juicy and, and it's and it's 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 not bad. Like. It's been bad for Jonathan Huberdeau. But I'm not picking William Nylander because it's bad. I'm picking William Nylander because he's in a great position right now. You're talking about the only guy in the core four that like can reasonably score in the postseason. Facts. Right? Like you can count on William Nylander to score big goals because that's what he's been able to do for Toronto. He continues to get better and better and better every single year. He scored 40 goals last year, and he is an unrestricted free agent at the end of this season. He seems to be lowest on the priority list in terms of the core four in Toronto, and he does not have a contract extension lined up. So either William Nylander is going to have a big, big year and price himself out of Toronto and be the biggest fish in free agency next season, or William Nylander is going to be out of Toronto because they don't seem to really care all that much about him. They've been trying to trade him for years. It drives me nuts. He's he's the odd man out all the time, but he's the only guy that ever scores in the postseason. I just I don't I don't understand it. But to me, it's it's right there for William Nylander. You've been you've been looking for, and Toronto's been asking for a change to the core four for years now. Depending on how William Nylander plays this year, I think he's going to be the one that single handedly inflicts that change. That's a hot pick. That's a very hot yeah. pick. Cause that you want to talk about a team under pressure, man. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I like what they did in the off season. I, I like the addition of Tyler Bertuzzi. I like Revo up there. Maybe coach him up a little bit to try to defend themselves, play a little bit harder of a brand of hockey. But man, that guy, he shoots five hole all the time. I love it. Like you got to have some cojones to do that on a consistent basis, right? And so uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I really like him as a player. And I'm he's gonna ha- he's gonna be chasing some big money on the on the market should he yep. get there. 
Uh, yep. I'm gonna switch. We've already kind of mentioned the the Buffalo Sabers, but I'm I was gonna maybe go like Alexis Lafreniere from the from the Rangers, even like Jordan Carew, <laughs> but like the St. Louis Blues are so irrelevant to me, so I, I took yep. those two out. And that's gonna, funny because my next player is a St. Louis Blue. Well, excellent. Well, that's, that's great. <laughs> Tage Thompson. Yep. Tage Thompson is in uh, the first year of a seven-year, $50 million deal that he signed last season. Last couple years, he's had uh, better point totals each and every step. And then two years ago, he was minus 17. This past season, he was plus four. There has been mm-hmm. tangible progress each time the hockey giraffe steps on the ice for the season. This guy, <laughs> I, I've never seen someone of his lankiness move the way yeah. he does. But this is a, this is a Buffalo Sabres team that needs to take a step as a whole, and he's a huge mm-hmm. driver of that. And it's almost like now there's no there's no sneaking up on anyone anymore. Like people are looking out for Buffalo. There's a big question at goaltending: Is Devin Levi going to be a, an answer that they can turn to? Probably not on a consistent basis because there's only been you know a handful, if not just a single goalie that has come straight out of college and then gone into the NHL. It doesn't happen very often, but they have accumulated talent, and he's the spearhead of that entire operation there he's an absolute beast but now when everybody's looking for you are you able to keep it up are you able to keep those numbers down and be responsible with the puck because they like to rush the puck right they like the the Mm -hmm. fast and loose play because that's how you get out of the darkness and so now you need to start developing again those foundational elements like we saw with the golden knights last season where you start to play a little more defense let's make sure that we're taking care of the puck we're we're being responsible And sometimes that comes at the sacrifice of a point total. But if the Buffalo Sabres are finally going to be for real and have some sustained success because they start fast all the time and then they fizzle out around Christmas, they always do this. He needs to be that driver, needs to be a better all-around player. Uh, And so it's a huge task, and I'm really interested to see how Buffalo navigates their division because, man, it's it's a gauntlet. It's a gauntlet. Um, I love that pick. Thank you. Um, I'll tell I'll tell you my my Devin Levi hot take in, in a little while. But Chapman, your final player. Okay. I think the two you're going to say I'm absolutely out of my mind. Generally, especially when I tell you that I think it's Connor McDavid. <laughs> like, like it, he doesn't it, play for St. Louis. No, I know. I was kidding. Oh. I was kidding okay. with that. <laughs> so Chapman, not so, yet. <laughs> so. He has nothing left to prove in terms of whether he is or isn't the best player in the in the world because mm-hmm. he's clearly, by far and away, the best player on the planet. What he does is <clears throat> things that I think people could only dream of doing. Yep. But at some point, you've got to win in the postseason. You've got to win a Stanley Cup. You play in the market that Wayne Gretzky played for or played in. And at this point, Wayne Gretzky had all already cemented himself as one of the all-time greatest winning players in the history of the game. Connor McDavid, it's not fair, but it's okay. tough comparison. But I understand. <laughs> and and look, Gretzky had better players around him, and 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 it was a different era, and teams could do different. I mean, things, Gretz- but Gretzky had like four dry sidles around him. <laughs> like, let's be honest but, here, but. At this point, I think, in, in, I think Connor. Yeah. I think I think Connor with four dry sidles would probably have a couple of rings by now. That's, that's just a, me, it's, it's possible, maybe, maybe. But you, you've got to win. You have to win in the postseason because ultimately that's what you are measured by: championships. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know they were close. They weren't that close. No, they weren't. They, they were weren't closer close than years past. Yes, but they they, they still weren't closer. 
they still weren't they still weren't there in a literal sense. like the, I, I i don't know if they would have beaten the dallas stars or the florida panthers like the the, the thing is you have to win a stanley cup and i know mm-hmm. he's got a lot of time left and a lot can happen but he's getting much. impatient mm-hmm. you could see it that he's getting impatient Obviously, wearing it all over his face. Yeah, he looks like Willem Dafoe. I mean, that you oh, look that's at. That's Yeah, you look Norman, at the, the, the Norman the Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you see those mug shots they took at the mug yeah. shots? Uh, yeah, those, those dark pictures. Yeah, senior photos. He's looking like Green Goblin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. he's getting he's getting tired. The Leon's Godward. getting pissy. They're now mm-hmm. bringing in guys that he played in juniors with. Yeah. You're right. He's got nothing to yeah. prove in the regular season. For him, he has everything to prove in the postseason. Yep. And that's why he he's on my list. I love it. Too, I really Jeff. do. It's good. Like you you're not you're not out of your mind at all. He's you're right on the money. It's a little unfair the comparison to the Gretzky <laughs> but team. But that's the comparison like, everybody's going like, to make though. Yeah, you you play No, I agree. Team. I agree. I agree. Um if he played like, if he played in in Ottawa, nobody would care. I mean, they'd care, no, but, I, but the comparison's not there like it would, would be to Gretzky. Right. Whether Listen, it's fair I'm not, or unfair. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it's not warranted. I'm just saying it's unfair, right? Like, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the superstar standard that we set for Connor McDavid, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't win a Hart Trophy when he scores 130 points because Austin Matthews scores more goals than him. The way that we think about Connor is he should be leading in every category. He should be... Uh, lapping the competition in, in such a great way that no one's close to him. And anytime anyone gets any anywhere close to him, all of a sudden Connor McDavid's not the best player in the world. It's an unfair comparison to him, and it is what it is, but you know, you're you're right. Like Gretzky already had championships at this age. Connor McDavid doesn't. Well, Crosby they, 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 Crosby had totally... championships at that age. Well that's because Crosby's a winner, Chapman. Oh boy. Well, that's true. <laughs> but the problem is, is like I think the Edmonton Oilers are one of the teams that have gotten screwed over the most by the financial situation in the NHL in the last years. Sure, and it's their own yeah. fault. This is the yeah. this is the, the the bones of Peter Shirelli. This is the problem. Mm. <laughs> Don't hire Peter Shirelli, people. You're gonna ruin your franchise for 15 years. Uh, that he got signed to such crazy money. Not that he he's not worth it. He's the best player in the game. But it, it pigeonholes them into a certain type of roster construction. And he mm-hmm. has to play so many minutes in the playoffs. I'm like, he looks so gassed towards the end of that series with the Golden yeah. Knights because he's out there playing yeah. 30 damn minutes and he's a forward. He's a forward. Yeah. And he sprinted out there. Like, he's unbelievable. He's, he's the best talent. But I think that they've really worked themselves into quite the, the, the hole here. And, I mean, Leon and Connor, there's no two better pair, not a better pairing in the league, but – Yep. Evander Kane was not to be seen. Zach, Zach Hyman can't be your third horseman. Sorry. He's a great player. Ryan, but Nugent, can, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, yeah. great in the regular season, Correct. didn't do much in the postseason. And that's really going to be the Achilles heel for the Edmonton Oilers, whether or not they can find a combination of players around them based on what Connor's making, based on what Leon's making. And Leon's not making that much, right? 8-5, 8-5. Like, for, for, what, for what he does, You've got two he's years severely, left. severely underpaid, and, and I'm not certain that, that that's the window the Edmonton Oilers are going to be able to get it done. We're going to take a break and come back with one-timers next on the VGK Insider Show. Carlson left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for one-timers. one-timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. 
One-timers brought to you by Paul Padilla. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. News and notes from around the NHL. Probably the most fun segment we have on the program. And I'm not just saying that because of Paul Padilla. I'm saying that because we get to tackle a lot of really fun and interesting stories. And we're going to hit two today. And they both center around food. Yes! Um, I'm so hungry right now. According to Connor Bedard's mom, he's never had junk food, fast food, or anything of the kind. Um, Why? Are you a robot? Listen... I get, I get I get that you like want to fuel your body properly when you're an athlete. I I understand all of that, but hey, when you're an athlete, you burn a ton of calories. You've got to put that stuff back. And when you're burning all those calories, it's really miserable to put it back with chicken, brown rice, or whole wheat pasta. Let him live a little. This kid's gonna have one chicken nugget and poop his pants. <laughs> <laughs> like his body's not gonna be able to handle what's, it. Like you just know gonna, it. Well, here's the thing. Fortunately, Bedard's not going to have to. He was doing everything. Of course. Twice I get to play. I don't like him. I don't like the way he does business. Um, (laughs) Here's the thing. And, like, fortunately for Bedard, he's not going to have to worry about it for a while. But when Chicago does start to make the playoffs in, like, you know, eight years or so, um, what's he going to do? If there's a triple overtime game and everyone's down in pizza, what's he going to do? Eat six bananas. Play power bar? Yeah. Goodness gracious! For weeks, so maybe that would be better because if he has that one McNugget, he's going to need plugging. Well, here's the other aspect of this: (laughs) his mother probably hurt some of his potential marketing and endorsement deals. Thanks a lot, mom. Because a lot of players, you see them doing commercials for McDonald's, you see them doing commercials for Burger King. Yeah. You now see Wendy's, Caleb Williams, who's the Heisman Trophy front runner. He's doing Wendy's commercials with those annoying dorks. Dorks. The Ooh. dorks. The Wendy's. The the Wendy's commercial. What do you have against Wendy's? The frosties no, are amazing. I'm just talking about the commercials. They have those best dorks. fries in the game. Oh, dude, you dip the fries. You have one end yep. into the frosty, the other end ketchup. Yeah, I'm oh. talking about the, the commercials. Yep. The the dorks that they have doing their commercials. We don't. We Chapman. We we clearly don't know what you're talking about. You've never. I seen, think they're cool people. I don't like dorks. You don't see the Wendy's yeah. commercials, Ryan, with these these five square or six patties dorks? because we don't cut corners. That's I right. Like they want to yeah. give more meat. Beautiful. Look, I like Wendy's. Yeah. I'm There's just nothing the worse than those kids that never got like exposed to anything. Like, just go I, have a pizza party at Chuck E. Cheese for God's sake. Like, just chill out. <laughs> whose parents wouldn't let them <laughs> drink soda? God, just the worst. I, I, That's what it is. That's that, what they should do. Yeah. Connor Bedard's twenty first birthday. Twenty first <laughs> birthday. Take yes. him to Chuck E. Cheese. Connor McDavid's twenty first birthday was after they played here, here so I'm yeah. sure that was the first time he ever drank anything. Even though I think Canadian drinking age is like nineteen, but uh, yeah. I mean, just just let the kid live a little. Connor Bedard, if you can hear me, and I don't know why you'd be listening to the program right now, but if you can hear me, maybe he's here. Go for have the media fun. Stuff. Yeah. Go have fun. Enjoy yourself. Look at Phil Kessel. It worked out for right. him. Oh, Costco. Oh. Right across from CNA. Big sexy. Dollar fifty huh? hot dogs. Yeah. yeah. I don't really like their hot dogs. That's all I'm that saying. Much. Listen, when okay. you're hungry and you're in Costco, you're standing in that line and you see hot dogs for a dollar fifty. Well, you know how I love yeah. my glizzies. Yes. You oh. you know how see, I love Ryan, my glizzies. You, you miss out. I sit next to Lindsay in the press box and, yeah. and Ken Bulky is on the other side. So it's a sure. Lindsay sandwich between myself and it's Ken a real Bulky. delight. And yeah. she, every game, at some point in the first period, will go down to Shake Shack. She doesn't yeah. get a burger and fries. Nope. She gets okay. a hot dog. The problem is 
She puts hot dog on her ketchup. I like okay. myself a good ketchup. I mean, this thing comes back. And Chapman. It's, Chapman. Like a, it's like a hot dog flowing through a river of ketchup. It's like <laughs> the a heart canoe. wants what the heart wants, Chapman. What are you going to do? But I don't know how you taste the hot There's dog. legitimately a stench. Like, it, there you guys yes, just smell it. Like, people, like, 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 the acidity <laughs> perks up the nostril like hairs. Down, the, the visiting media has to get up and walk away. Because Amazing. the hot dog smell or the, the ketchup smell is so strong. Well, and the thing is, is like, it's not the most professional <laughs> thing I do either because I literally leave during active game going on. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not uh, waiting uh, in the intermission uh, lines, under, people. Under they got screens down there. Yeah. I just yeah. sprint down the stairs. Yeah. I get in line. I got a couple of people that work behind that know my order. Let's just say that. And uh, Listen, tried like, and true. Oh, here comes LB. Yep. I... I respect it. Thank you. Now, That's all that, I'm gonna say. I respect your, it. Was like, that your cheat food when you were when you were competing? Uh no, yeah. but I I did. There were some times where it'd be in between periods and I was starving, so my I, they, my parents would bring me a hot dog because you gotta get calories in. Yeah. I would have like McDonald's. Yeah. My dad would leave his office to bring me to McDonald's for a pregame <laughs> meal. Now, I met I met That's Lindsay's amazing. mom a few weeks ago. I could totally see Lindsay's mom like throwing some pizza. Having a big yeah, time pizza party and stuff. Yeah, would be like, "What snack do you need? What do you?" She she would whatever. Was it like whatever. gushers? Like I totally oh, see you being uh, all well, on board I with gushers. I packed those myself, but like I had to I had to nice. make some different choices later on in my life. But yeah, it's um it's unfortunate for Connor because one of these days he's going to try it and his body is going yep. to reject it and Ryan, it's going to be an awful. Just going to shut down. Ryan, I know you had a cheat a cheat meal when you were playing. Did I? I don't know. Whoa, you had to right. Well, I'm not not so much a cheat meal, but like Fuel. I, I, I would eat I would eat like two plates of rigatoni and meat sauce. Buddy. Hell like yeah! Like it was, it, oh, and the there was there was like a mom and yeah, there was a mom and pop oh. spot like right near where I grew up. It was homemade homemade sauce, the whole oh. nine. Like, garlic bread, really you did garlic nice. It wasn't. They oh. didn't do garlic what? bread. They did sourdough rolls. No, 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 sourdough rolls. I'm telling you, fresh out of the oven, a little bit of butter. It was heaven, and it was all-you-can-eat pasta. So every oh. night, the night before, uh, mom and dad, they would take me. Um, I would eat, and I would eat, and I would eat. And then, like, any any parent that brought candy as, like, the snack of choice was an, an immediate winner. And my parents always brought candy. They, they knew it was up. They were, they were great. My, my mom is not that cool. My mom was the mom who gave out pennies at Halloween. Oh, boy. Yeah. So pennies? Needless, for good need, luck, right? Needless to say, on Halloween morning, my dad always had to go out and clean eggs yeah. off of oh, yeah. the, the front door and the windows. You're getting the tricks. Yep. Yeah. That was that was my yeah. mom. Give out pennies. I'm, I, I hope she's listening because she lives here in town. Thanks a yeah. lot, Mom. Yeah, you were that house. Well, we were that, that house. That took a yeah. turn. Yeah. That oh. took a turn, Chapman. Traumatic. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel bad for you. That's okay. I do. It's okay. You know, I know who else I feel bad for? Who? Andre Kuzmenko. Why? Because Andre Kuzmenko of the uh, Vancouver Canucks talked about uh, how last season was a bit rough for him because of his weights. So what did he do this season, this offseason anyway, to get ready for the upcoming hockey season? He decided not to eat waffles anymore. Oh. Or Nutella, is or chocolate, oh. or ice cream, or any of the good things in life that people should be able to eat because they're athletes and it shouldn't be this way. 
It's not worth living anymore if Nutella is not part of this. Thank God I didn't try Nutella yeah. until after my competitive playing <laughs> career was done because I remember my teammates going to the calf and getting, you know, their their bananas or whatever, and they get Nutella and you yeah. put it in a little cup. As they're like, why don't you try this? I'm yeah. like, no, it's not gonna taste like chocolate. It's not gonna. It's gonna be different. I'm not gonna like mm. it because I'm a picky eater. Yeah. And, um, you know, I tried it after the fact, and I would have been in the same boat as Andre. Like, I could eat, I eat that yeah. straight out of the jar. Oh, Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. So do I. 100%. So 100%. good. You just need a scoop before bed. Just, I, just a little scoopsy. I remember the first time if I you, had Nutella. Yeah. I was in yeah. Paris, and you I was outside the train station, and I got a Nutella crepe. Dude. With a, with With a orange Fanta. Dude. Mm-hmm. I, I swear that was the moment I went from being this like thin, felt, good-looking guy. <laughs> track shape. Yeah, track shape to being the blob that I've turned into today. Like, uh, thanks a lot, Parisians, and your Nutella. Crepes. No, 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 Chapman, 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 stop! It's all worth it. Oh, totally. N- Nutella's heaven. By the way, Nutella is heaven. I have, I kid you not, like five tubs. Of bluebell ice cream in my freezer. Currently? Currently. Wow. Thanks for being selfish Why? and bringing zero of it in. Well, because I I am a sucker for peach ice cream and peach shakes. Never mind. And the problem is they don't make it after the summer ends. Mm. So okay. I've had to stock up, but I also have like two pints of Ben and Jerry's and two pints of Hagen Dazs as well. I Goodness love gracious. ice cream. Coffee I ice mean, cream from Hagen Dazs is unmatched. Unbelievable. I, I have a Irish cream brownie. I'm a brownie. fish food guy. Ooh, I love fish, fish food, food is solid. Yeah. I'm a moose track. Yeah. Irish yeah. cream oh. brownie Hagen dazs ice cream in the freezer. Well, I hope we made <laughs> you're everybody You're bulking up hungry. for winter. You're set. <laughs> yeah. You're set. I don't got to worry about the, it. If the heat goes out, you're set. Hibernation. Yeah. The, the, the puppy's, the puppy's snuggling up to me to get warm. Right. <laughs> He's got the fur. Oh, my goodness. Oh, those sorry. are your one-timers for today, Thursday, September 14th. Catching up with Chapman is next. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. All right, Ryan, Lindsay, I really, didn't, really didn't have anywhere to go with this segment today, so I'll just uh, say make sure you tune in to listen to Throw the Flag on Saturday morning. Mm. With myself and Lindsay. Lindsay takes the lead. I, I am the uh, the number Great two. Great second mate. But one of our one of the topics we talked about a few weeks ago was my love affair with Sex in the City and how I will binge watch it when I'm flipping through the TV in the morning and if I come across it on the E channel, I'll 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 sit there and literally watch every episode until it goes to something else. Mm-hmm. Like huh. that is one of my my secret pleasures. I, I enjoy wow. the show. Sex in the City. We talked about how I thought Samantha. Did we establish which character you were? I don't know if I'm a particular character, but I mm. absolutely love Samantha. Like to me, she's Who she's, she's like the best character so, on the he's show. He's a girl's girl. But she's she's wild, which is what I like. Oh yeah. And she's in. You're con- a fan, she, huh? I like that. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. in control of most <laughs> situations. Oh, okay. Now we're getting insight. All right. But as as far as like the the, the boyfriends and husbands went. I thought she had the best guy, the model, Smith yeah. Jared. Well, and they oh. mutually parted ways with love. But he was a good dude. Like, like I would have married Smith Jared. I mean, he's a good-looking dude. Well, he's he got his own a, job. He was a good guy, too. Yep. Cut but, his hair for her because when she got cancer. Yeah, yeah. Carrie sucks. Miranda tells it how it is, so she's not popular. And Charlotte, <laughs> you know, she's just... 
she's innocent and looking for a man, and that's usually not a good place to be when you're looking. Fair enough. Yeah. Good stuff. I'm excited for oh. Saturday. Thanks for yeah. having me on today, guys. It was an absolute blast and a half. Thanks for coming. That's like Lindsey Brown. I'm Ryan Wallace. That's Chris Chapman. We'll be back tomorrow. VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thank <laughs> you.